Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In Depth. What's up fellas? Missed y'all. I am back. You already know NBA playoffs. It's been amazing. Let's catch up. First of all, let's shout out the Miami Heat. Pat Riley, Coach Spo, the supporting cast, Jimmy freaking Butler. Um, they just been putting on a clinic ever since the play-in tournament. Adam Silver, props to you, proving you're a genius for the play-in tournament, and I'm truly proud of you. The Miami Heat taking it one series at a time. We know what they did to the number one seeded Milwaukee Bucks. Absolutely knocked the socks off them. I know Giannis was hurt. He was out a couple games, but I must say, Heat played really, really well from start to finish. In the Knicks series, we knew they were going to win that. The Heat set the tone early. I always say, when you set the tone early and often in the NBA playoffs, good things are going to happen. I wanted to talk about the undrafted heroes being a threat here in the postseason. When Max Strews shoots the ball, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, I'm surprised when it does not go in the basket. These guys can shoot, they play at a high clip, everybody contributes, and I thought Game 3 is something to focus on. Uh, The Miami Heat take a commanding 3-0 lead on the Boston Celtics. America is shocked, but JD is not. I picked the Miami Heat in this series, and I'm going to stick by it. Uh, They're going to close this thing out and head to the NBA Finals. And they were in the Finals a few years back. Eric Spolstra does a tremendous job with matchups and who should be playing for the perfect amount of minutes, um, what's working that particular night. Spo is a tremendous in-game coach, guys, and he's been good for so long. Pat Riley, it was awesome to see. Uh, Sunday night, game three, Reggie Miller touched upon this. Pat Riley looked like a proud grandpa during game three. He really did, looking at all these undrafted players that he put together. You know, they fit them in like a puzzle, and they're gelling perfectly at the best time of the year. I always say it's about the hottest team at this time of the year. Not necessarily the best team, but the Miami Heat proved that night in and night out, when they're on the road, when they're at home, they're going to bring the same energy and will to win. They don't take any games off, and that's what's great about that Heat culture. Shaq touches upon it, winning a championship in 06 with Dwayne Wade here. It's something they built. Miami Heat take pride in energy and effort. Um, they do the little things. They dive for loose balls. They play defense. They rebound. I always say, offense sells tickets. Defense wins games. But rebounding wins championships. And the Miami Heat are just a tremendous example of that. Uh, the Boston Celtics, I'm going to knock them real quick. I think Joe Missoula has no control over this team, the head coach for the Boston Celtics. Uh, Tatum, Brown, they look out of sync. And when the stars are out of sync, Chuck touches upon this all the time. And Charles says, if you're a star, you cannot have back-to-back poor games. And I agree with that. I mean, how long does it take for you to get adjusted? They don't have good games at home. They don't have good games on the road. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are faces of this league, and they are tremendous. Top 10 talents. But... Are they good when it matters most? They haven't proved that back-to-back games or back-to-back series as yet. Um, It remains to be seen, and now it's too late. The Miami Heat are up 3-0. No team in NBA history has ever come back from 3-0, and they're not going to do it. 
They are not going to do it. Uh, the Miami Heat are going to sweep the Boston Celtics. You heard that here first with J.D. on Sports In-Depth. Um, Jimmy Butler has had a tremendous postseason, but it has really been the supporting cast. Bam is a piece that is tremendous because Bam plays defense, offense, finishes around the rim, has that short jumper, has a post move, is awesome. I think Kyle Lowry is great for that Heat roster. Yeah, I go on and on about the Miami Heat, but that's simply what this episode is all about. Lowry is such an important piece, being on that Toronto championship team, a voice that's a veteran. They have Udonis Aslam, who's basically like a coach, 42 years old, went to Florida, knows all about the Heat culture, and his jersey is going to be hanging in the rafters one day. We know that. But Lowry is an in-game voice, someone who's going to make the energy and effort play, is going to take a charge, going to make the right read, right pass, right shot. When he's hot, he's going to keep shooting. When he cools down, he's going to find the open shot. I think the Miami Heat guys, and I get so passionate about that, about this, they turn down good shots for great shots. Um, I wanted to talk about a particular play in Game 3 when Gabe Vincent had a shot in the corner but drove and kicked to Caleb Martin. And guess what Caleb did? Knock it down. Caleb Martin has been phenomenal in this series. That's another unsung hero. With Martin and Struess and Duncan Robinson and Gabe Vincent, these are guys who did not know they'd be on the roster this year, let alone be contributing at a high clip. Caleb Martin talked about it with Ernie pregame. Uh, before game three that he was waiting for his second chance. He didn't even know he'd be out here, let alone being part of a championship caliber run. Um, It is so, so cool what's going on in this series and in the playoffs for the Miami Heat. Uh, Jimmy Butler has that edge and a chip on his shoulder. The Philadelphia 76ers made the mistake of a lifetime. If you had Jimmy Butler next to Embiid at this stage of their careers, they would be just fine. But guess what the Sixers did? They went with Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. And man, if that doesn't tell you something, wow, the Sixers messed this one up. Jimmy Butler is a phenomenon, a talent that goes beyond discussion. Um, He is someone who plays high minutes. He's someone who will do whatever for his team. Other guys talk about him all the time. Kyle Lowry was on the Inside the NBA set um, discussing this. Lowry was saying Jimmy Butler is the most unselfish best player on a team he's ever been around. Um, Jimmy is so happy when the supporting cast does their thing. Jimmy Butler was content with scoring 16 and then blowing them out. You know, Gabe Vincent having 29 in Game 3. Duncan Robinson, 22. Caleb Martin with 18, and the list goes on and on. This Heat culture is not about individuals, and Eric Spolstra has game plans, and I touched upon this earlier in the show, and I will repeat it now. He knows what it takes to win, and he never takes his foot off the gas pedal. And that's what makes Spo a championship-caliber coach. That's why he's been in big games. That's why he will continue to be in big games. And the Miami Heat, in that Knicks series, I was never concerned. In that Buck series in the first round, I was never concerned. In this series against the Boston Celtics, I am not concerned. And whoever they play out of the Denver Nuggets and the LA Lakers, I am not concerned. I know that's a hot take with JD on Sports In-Depth, but the Miami Heat are winning the world championship this year. And I truly mean that. Let's move to the West, folks. Jokic, 
phenomenon, making everybody around him better. The true definition, folks, of a great player is one who makes those around him better. That's exactly what Yoke does. Rebounds, assists at a high clip, and can put the ball in a bucket, as we all know. It is just phenomenal what Jamal Murray is doing. I get emotional when I talk about Jamal Murray. Um, No one has given him credit. No one says Jamal's that guy. They are hesitant to even call him a number two, guys. And uh, that makes me in the studio just nod my head. Uh, I'm doing that right now because Jamal is not only a number two. He is a proven number two in this game. He had 37 in Crypto.com Arena in game three. A must-win for the Lakers, in my opinion, was Game 3, and Jamal Murray just made it Murray time, and it was a clutch performance. Uh, Jamal Murray has such a winner's mindset. He's not looking at one more win for this series. After Game 3, he said five more wins to go, and I'm so proud of him for saying that. Job ain't done, and job ain't done till you win the title. Anything short of a title for the Denver Nuggets is a failed season. I really must say that. You know, the Nuggets were a number one overall seed in the Western Conference, 53-29 and 29 in a regular season, and it was just spectacular through 82 games, and they're proving they can do it in the postseason. They had great series. I was never nervous about them in this postseason. Uh, they took care of the Suns, no problem. They took care of the Timberwolves, no problem. And it was just awesome, awesome stuff. Uh, I can't wait. I'm recording Monday, May 22nd at 7.30. Uh, in a few minutes, I'm going to sit on my couch, grab my dinner, and watch Game 4 of the Western Conference Finals, which tips 8.30 on ESPN. Stephen A., does he blame LeBron for this series? No. No, I think no one's really stepped up where they were the best player on the basketball court. In these games, Denver always had the best player in the game. And AD and LeBron, we know Anthony Davis had a gigantic game one with 40. But in game two and game three, I could take it or leave it. So uh, a lot to be said there. And uh, really excited for the wrap-up of each series and the NBA Finals. That series for my whole life, ever since Kobe, before that, Uh, I've been watching basketball for 26 years. I've been alive for 26 years. May into June shows what real teams are made of. And a team like the Miami Heat, coached by Eric Spolstra, man. A team like the Denver Nuggets, coached by Mike Malone, man. Yes, I have the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals, but it's going to be one hell of a series. And I am so damn sure of that. And uh, guys, that's a wrap on basketball here this evening. Um, I've been enjoying all postseason long. I'm so happy to be jumping back on the set with y'all. Busy with work, all of that. But uh, podcast means the world to me, and it's so great to be back. I wanted to touch upon golf before we wrap up. The PGA Championship at Oak Hill Country Club in Rochester. Such a challenge uh, this past weekend. Brooks Kepka unbelievable. He's absolutely ridiculous. I I really must say um, he is just 
33 years of age and has three PGA championships already, five majors in total, came back from a gruesome knee injury, was having knee pain, not feeling well, not knowing the direction of his career. But he finds himself on the mountaintop once again and played really, really good golf. We know rain and wind were a factor this past weekend. Sunday cleared up for us. But for Brooks to go 72-66-66-67 speaks to him and his character and how consistent he is on any given golf course. That's my shout-out tonight, Brooks Kepka. Long live the king. My golf people, you know what I mean. And uh, have your cake and eat it too, I say with Brooks Kepka. Yes, I feel the PGA Tour is the best tour in the world. Brooks Kepka took the money, and he knows he's going to be competing in every single major. He should have won the Masters. He wins it here in Rochester at the PGA Championship. Two left this given year, and you know he's going to be in the mix. So... Everybody, enjoy the golf season as it keeps going on and on. NBA, keep on going. South Florida, shout out. I'm rooting for the Florida Panthers um, in the NHL playoffs. Rooting for the Miami Heat. South Florida, stand up. You already know, and everybody enjoy their Memorial Day weekend. PG will get this out at some point, and I am so, so happy to be back. Man, I'm blessed. J.D. Wow.